should come in recorded. Recorded in progress. Good morning. On that note, we are recording, and this <laughs> we is are recording. speaking and actually recording with you uh, from Toronto, Canada. It is Monday morning, March the 24th, 2023, and my guest this morning, uh, somebody who I don't think I'd ever heard of until last night, and I was watching a Twitter thread, and it's my distinct honor and privilege to introduce to you Jeff Steiner, who is uh, running for election uh, in the Democrats Abroad Organization. We'll certainly talk about that. Is yes, a supporter of RBT, and we'll certainly talk about that. And I think uh, hails from the Los Angeles area in the United States, and maybe Los Angeles. a bit with that. So how are you, Jeff? I'm fine. How are you doing? How's Toronto? Toronto is very, very good today. Okay, we're coming into March. It's kind of nice, cool weather. But I tell you, when it heats up here, it's horrible. It's a very difficult uh, city. So, yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Well, I, so, I, born and bred in Los Angeles. Is that the deal? That's the deal, yeah. I was born and bred in Los Angeles. Went to Dodger Stadium when I was young, very well, younger. I um, was in that area, so I used to go to baseball games all the time. And that's where I spent basically until I was 26 25, I think, years old. And when I left L.A. for the first time to go to um, Central America, where I lived for a, a year. And you were able to survive uh, a lack I of... I was able to. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked living in... Uh, I, had, I had a great time. I had a great time doing, doing what I did in uh, Nicaragua. That was fun. And then I came back. I came back to L.A. for a while and... Um, then did some other stuff, spent some time in New York and in New York, a little bit in Boston. And then I went to France for the first time in the middle 90s. Okay, interesting. So what, I mean, this sounds to me like you were employed or something or other during these years. So what what do you do? Like, how do you identify as a, what kind of? Well, when I was in Nicaragua, I did. What's that? I didn't hear you. Well, where does your money come from? You're in. Ah, where did my money come from? Well, I, I'm very frugal. I don't spend a lot. First of all, I don't spend a lot. I lived off my parents. I was, uh, you know, I was a bit. I, I lived off my parents for a while, at least. But I, um, I did some humanitarian work in Nicaragua, so I had a stipend. I was paid a little bit. Um, and then I had to work in Boston for a while. When I was in Boston, I had to work with my wife, my late wife. Uh, I worked actually, actually at the school district in Boston. I actually had a job with the school district. That was pretty good. And in L.A., I was a, I was a carpenter, a cabinet maker. I used to do that. Did that for a long time. That was really fun. Interesting. Okay, so basically, you've though been uh, outside the United States, and my impression is that you consider yourself living permanently outside the United States at this point. It seems to be... Yeah. Your center of gravity in every way. Yeah, my yeah. my home is. Yeah, my home is here. Yeah, my home is in France right now. That's for sure. I always check that. There's a box. Are you going to come back? Are you thinking of coming back? I always check. Well, I think I'm going to stay. Whenever. Okay. Um, so you're involved with Democrats abroad. Is that a, a new thing, an old thing, a medium thing? How long have you been involved? Um, well, I am a lifelong Democrat. I mean, I've always voted Democrat. I don't think I've, I've voted Democrat or third parties, as it was. 
So I've been, I've done that. And I was, was a member for, I've been a member at least since 2016, I think, but it's difficult to know. I can't remember exactly when I joined. Um, but I've been with the Taxation Task Force since 2002. I've been involved with the Taxation Task Force, trying to learn more uh, about the tax issues, to understand more, because we have, as Americans, we have a unique situation, as it was. Yeah, and it's hard to learn. Well, that's my experience of it, that it's hard to learn. I don't know about your experience. How do you experience learning about it? Yeah, well, you learn about it by trial and error. You learn, uh, so when I moved in 2001, uh, I didn't really know about it. Like a lot of people, I don't think, when I first was living abroad, I didn't know about it either. You, you, didn't, you little, didn't move abroad to avoid U.S. taxation, did you? No, I, I, I don't know why anyone would move to France to avoid taxation. <laughs> I, I don't really understand that one. Uh, I don't. If you have any wealth, why would you move to France? To, 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 to just, it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. I would go to Nevada, maybe, because then you're not going to have much taxes. You're not gonna have Wyoming, Wyoming. Wyoming, that's where it's at, yeah. So you do that, you wouldn't go to France, I don't, or maybe Dubai, which has no taxes. That I could understand now. Yeah. So. I mean, you're not moving to any first world democracy to avoid taxation, that is for sure. Yeah, no, no that's something I would, that's what I would, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. So at some point, uh, you learned about uh, uh, American Exceptionalism Taxation Edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned about it little by little and um, had a few like that. You get Everybody gets a little bit of you get um, You kind of have that feeling, oh, shit, what did I do type of you know, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I didn't file for all these years. And then you got to find an accountant if you got to go back and do it. So you go back and you do your filing now. You find out about things like FBARs, which it took me a long time to discover FBARs. So I have that. And um, then thanks to FATCO, with my, I've had to tell my bank about give give my bank my social security number. So I've had that issue too. So you, little by little, I've learned these things. And that's why I started in 2022. I decided to get involved try to learn a bit, little bit more with the Taxation Task Force. Well, I, I think that's a great thing, and I think that, uh, frankly, all Americans abroad should thank those of you who, you know, who, who take the time to learn about this and, uh, you know, think about yeah. solutions and lobby for solutions. So th thank you very much for that. No problem. All right, so, so 2022, you joined the Democrats Abroad Taxation Task Force, and this is... Um, I mean, I, I think I'm right that that was the year that Rebecca Lammers became the... Yeah, Rebecca Lammers became the head of it or the chair of it or whatever the... Uh, I think she's the chair, yeah. She was the chair. She took it over and um, she became the chair in 2022, yeah. And she... Right. Um, she so so that, out, that was sort of a, uh, a major boost, wasn't it? At least that's my impression. Yeah, no, no, she's incredibly enthusiastic. And um, it's definitely works like crazy um, to, 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 to get us doing things and to get us on track. Um, so she was, and she runs, I think she runs the UK too. She's, I, I, she's involved. She lives in London, yeah. No, she, she yeah, definitely she has, has worked very, very hard. And 
uh, continues to work hard. And, and, you know, I think that, every, you know, anybody who works hard in this area, you know, deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, she definitely deserves a lot of credit. Sure, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, so you're involved in the, the DA or Democrat taxation tax force. I'm just going to call it the tax group, okay, because that's too much of a mouthful. But the DA, <laughs> yeah. um, which is great. And, you know, and then I notice you're, you're running um, for this position. Um, and I wonder if you would tell me what it is you're running for, why you're running for it, and what you intend to do if elected. So let's well, start out with what's this election about that's April 1st? It's April 1st. It's, well, it's a national election for DA France, Democrats abroad France. And then you have a bunch of different offices, vice chair, um, secretary, um, there's um, organizer, and there's community outreach organizer. And then you have a, a slate of um, what are called voting representatives that will vote. Um, they don't vote as a block. They'll vote individually within the Democrats abroad as a, as a worldwide organization. There's usually meetings uh, once a year and you get them you vote, there's different issues, there's different proposals that are put on the table, and you debate them, and you try to understand them, and you have to vote on them. Okay. So, so members of Democrats Abroad France, those members who are elected, play a role broadly in DA because they have the right to vote on the various issues that require voting. Is that what's going on? Yeah, they, they, they have the right, yeah, they have the right to vote in the, gen, um, I don't know if it's called the General Assembly, but the yearly meeting. Okay, in other words, in other words, they matter. Yeah, they matter. I think they matter. Yeah, absolutely. If it, yes, absolutely, they matter. And I think okay. that that's... So, so to, you know, summarize then, you are running so that your vote matters, so that your thoughts and votes matter. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, now... I read your, um, I mean, this is the first time we've met or, or talked, okay, so I, I don't know a great deal about you, but I, I was very much intrigued, um, you know, with some of your tweets, right, where, you know, you're saying very specifically that you support RBT and I think factor repeal. Yeah, those are my two, right. Those are the things that the, the residency-based taxation change in the U.S. system uh, so we can go to residency backstation, backstation, residency based taxation, and then repeal of SACA. Okay. Those are the two things that I'm, um, I, I, that I'm, those are my two things. I mean, uh, if I'm elected, I'm also going to represent France. I'm going to represent the Democrats abroad in France. And so there's other, there's other issues. With the there are other issues, issues, but what's but interesting to me is that that is your sort of uh, identifying feature, right? That's why yeah. I said, you know, I'm Jeff, vote for me. Why should I vote for you? Well, because I support RBT and factor repeal. Yeah. Um, and, and, and interestingly, you know, I read your, uh, you know, you have a website, jeffsteiner.com, and, you know, I, I clicked on it. And what I saw was uh, a fairly short statement of. Right. You what can't really. Yeah, yeah, you can't. It really was that, right? I mean, it wasn't a bunch of. Other stuff, and oh, and by the way, in addition, you know, I mean, really, that was it, right? That's you know what you're what you're doing, which is right. obviously, I think that's great. Um, but it makes me wonder, you know, as I was looking at this, I was thinking, 
you know, the most interesting thing about this is not that Jeff is, you know, is defining himself as somebody who supports RBT and factor repeal, but the most interesting thing is that this must mean that there's a lot of that there are people running who don't particularly support or prioritize those two things. Well, I would I, I don't know if they support it or not. I, I think that it's not necessarily a priority for a lot of I think Americans and I like a lot of Americans. It's it's not that they don't it's not a priority. They don't necessarily understand. I think I think that probably many of them don't file taxes, so why should this matter? Um there's yeah. probably some people who yeah, who just don't care who are whatever they support um, um, citizen based taxation. There are some. Well, they don't feel it's an issue. They don't feel that it's an issue for them. So, I mean, on one hand, if, you know, if sort of a multiple choice question dangled out of the sky and you said, well, do you support RBT? They might check off. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Right. But it's not like uh, this is the issue that they're running on and they're passionate about. And, and, you know, to me, uh, I mean, you, you know, that means that you obviously file U.S. taxes because, only people yeah. who file U.S. taxes, <laughs> right? That's a good point. Only people that file U.S. taxes, really, yeah, is exactly the right. Or, and who do their F bars? Yeah, they do, file, their you know, if they do one, they probably do the other. You know, if they, you do one, you got almost have to do the other. Schedule B question. You know, do you have an account? And however they phrase it now, I don't know how they phrase it. I just did mine, and uh, uh, I mean, I you know, well, I it's my, pretty clear what they're after. Yeah, is what the rest. It's, it's, All right. Yeah. So this this is very this is very very interesting, um, and I think it's important, uh, perhaps, for listeners to realize. Or I think, well, I, I will offer this as a thought, you know, for whatever. But there's a difference between, um, yeah, sure, given a choice, I'd rather have RBT, which is where I think a lot of people may be. And somebody like Jeff or Rebecca or other various other members of the DA tax group who I've met who say, no, no, uh, this is more than I support RBT. This is what we're going to make happen. OK, like this is a really, really big issue. And, you know, you appear to me to be solidly in the camp of this is a big, big issue. And obviously I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think that a lot of, I think, well, I think you need to educate people. At least they can understand more about it. And Why do you think they don't understand it? Well, I think it's difficult to understand. I don't, don't think it's a simple question. I don't think it's something that's sexy. It's not necessarily sexy. And it's, and it's, um, it's also on, it can be also very divisive too because you're talking about taxes, but it's not really taxation, but it's not really taxes because I've lived in I've lived outside America and I've never once had to pay I've paid taxes because I'm under the I'm not I'm under the, uh, the exclusion, so it's not to me it's it's not necessarily having to pay taxes though that could happen quite honestly. If I well, what if you were to sell your home? What if you were to sell exactly? Your home? Exactly. That's the thing that could happen. And that would really like it pissed off Boris Johnson. That would be something that I would be with, you know, that would right now until then. So it's, it's, it's in, in that respect. Yeah. So in that respect, it's more right now for me, it's more of a hassle than anything else. But I think it could be the double taxation, which well, makes, which makes way, uh, at this stage in your life, given how you're experiencing your life at the moment, you're not paying U.S. taxes, but 
you're one small life change away from big well, away from being, tra being trapped having to having to have to do that yeah absolutely i mean i don't mind i, I agree we have to pay taxes from where we live i think everybody you know everybody should have to pay taxes that i, that I think it's uh, uh, you know, but I don't think paying taxes in two countries, unless you have two countries where you have the sources, right? and that I can understand if you did. Have well, the source thing is not the issue. I mean, everybody, everybody agrees that money source in a country is taxable by that country. Everybody yeah. agrees that if you live in a country, you should be taxed by that country. But the problem with this U.S. thing is that the only real meaning that citizenship taxation has is that it allows the United States to impose taxation on non-U.S. source income on non-U.S. residents who are taxed. Yeah. In effect, it allows them, you know, under the under the guise of, you know, some completely idiotic law that nobody can understand to come in and yeah. say, you know, you people in France, you, you may think that you're actually French tax residents, but no, you're U.S. tax residents, right? That's the mm -hmm. problem here. Not, that's the problem, yeah. And a lot of people who don't even know that. The U.S. persons, when my wife was alive, we gave up her green card. It was the best thing we ever did. Damn right it was. Oh, it was my God, you have no idea. And, and I didn't even understand that when we did it. We, we, we did it because we had an issue of thinking that if she went back, there would be a problem when she entered or something. I had no, I, I didn't understand it was about you immigration. Just, you just thought it was an immigration issue. I thought it was an immigration issue. And it's like, eh, it's not an immigration issue. It's not at all an immigration issue. Yeah. And I think that I had talked to a couple of accountants who, U.S. accountants who work with them, with well, U.S. persons abroad, and they don't understand, you know, a lot of people don't understand that they're technically supposed to file taxes. And it's not different than the immigration law. It's different than the Treasury, you know, the tax law. People don't understand that at all. You don't have the card; it's it's expired, but you're still considered a U.S. No, person. that's right. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a terrible problem. I mean, the reason that it's called a green card is because it's actually kryptonite, right? <laughs> if it's in America, if you, you know, it's like this: if you live in America, I think it's great you have a green card. I know people that have green cards. My wife had a green card, so I think that's great. But when you leave. And you're not going to come back now. And I know some other people too that have given up their green card too, including somebody who had a business. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the smartest thing. That's 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 the uh, yeah. That was that was definitely the smartest. So that was that was the luckiest, smartest decision you ever made. Was getting rid of exactly. your green card. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. So, exactly. tell me. So you know, it's amazing to me, right? Because it's almost like a mental disconnect. You have this organization called Democrats Abroad, right? And initially you think because it's called Democrats Abroad that, you know, that it must somehow represent the interests of Americans abroad. But in fact, that's absolutely not true. Uh, you know, it's, it's an organization designed to uh, introduce America, you know, to uh, Americans abroad who might want to be Democrats and get their vote is primarily what it's mm -hmm. about, right? Well, I'm not sure I would agree a hundred percent with that because I haven't been elected yet, so things could change. But generally speaking, I think yeah, it's it's mostly about getting people to vote Democrat in America. Because that's the only that thing that could explain, you know, that somehow or other, you know, I mean, this is like you're an extraordinary guy, Jeff. I mean, you really you. you may not know it, but you really are. 
because you know you are identifying as a member of Democrats abroad who's actually running on a platform of getting rid of RBT in fact and I, I don't know that I mean I don't know that I've seen that before there may be other, <laughs> but, but Maybe. it's certainly a minority the minority but we'll see what the, how the election goes so you might never see it again um but i i think that americans abroad we have a, a def, different set of issues i i i understand people that associate as an american the issues of america's in american uh, you know the, the the right to abortion etc which i think is free pro-choice etc that that i you know that i can understand i think that's legitimate but i think we have other issues that are unique and because maybe it wouldn't be so much if we didn't have uh, citizen-based taxation maybe it would be different i don't know i've never as a french person i'm also a french citizenship i've never lived outside of france so maybe things are going to be different but I think that um, as Americans, we have a certain set of issues that I think need to be addressed. And I think we need to, people need to realize that. Oh, I, I think they clearly do need to be addressed. I think there's no doubt about it. But, you know, I just find it amazing. I mean, it seems to me that this is so obvious that I find it amazing that there's a single person, you know, any of your uh, colleagues, competitors, however you view them, your co-runners for these positions. Um you know, would not prioritize this as an issue. It's unbelievable. There are some. No, no, no. I'm not the only one. There are others that are, um, it's in their candidate statements. They want to, they want to hide, not necessarily the way I did it. Um, I, I did it a little bit probably more forcefully than they did. They, they mentioned that the tax issues. Um, they mentioned the so, tax issues as part of, part of the overall sort of who they are. But, yeah, who they are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you're sort of uh, you're sort of uh, defining yourself in terms of the issue, which, yeah, which well, that, yeah, I think that that yeah. Well, I think mean, this is very very good because uh, you know I think it's gonna it will aid in the process of getting uh, Democrats abroad more generally the organization and uh, you know certainly the party. Uh, you know, to recognize this as an issue and take it more seriously. Yeah, I think so because um, I, I do. I think so, and and I mean, what I said in my when I my statement, and while I said it was not the same as on my website, that for Democrats, it's a way to actually get more votes. Because if, if we can, that's I think I really I think it's a way to it's get absolutely more votes. true. Anybody who makes this a priority is going to get votes. Yeah, right there for anybody who wants to take this issue on. Yeah, because there's very few Americans. I think it's less than ten percent Americans who can vote do vote that are outside of the U.S. So you have this ninety percent of the other these people who can vote. I think so. It's it's, and I think the last time the last time it was counted, it was under about a million. I think voters from outside. Uh, so you can imagine it's a lot of people. I don't know if it's 10 million more votes or how many. How, I don't know how you want to. You well, know, there's a lot. There's lot. clearly a lot more than than do vote. There's no doubt about that. But, yeah, know. there's a lot. I mean, some some do vote. Actually, they send in an absentee ballot from their home uh, state and their whatever. They use a U.S. address for those people too. But I think for Democrats, I think for any politician, it's a way to get votes. You have this untapped these people and you have an untapped group of people that um, you can get into. Does it surprise you that the Republican Party is not, doesn't really 
seem to make, well, clearly they don't make the same effort the Democrats do to have the overseas vote. I'm, I think they make no. very little effort. Does that surprise you? Well, not, I don't, I'm not really sure uh, if that would, I, I would, yeah, kind of probably, I would say, yeah, or the Libertarian Party, because it's more of a libertarian issue, I think, well, maybe, maybe that they, they would do it on, I don't know if, you know if there is still a Libertarian Party in the U.S., but you would think, yeah, you would think, I can't remember if it was, it was uh, Republicans overseas or Republicans abroad, yeah, you would kind of think so. But one of the things that Democrats have brought, actually, to a certain degree, Democrats have brought, has brought, them, brought, them, brought this among, among themselves because um, within the party, there's an actual, um, we vote from abroad as a group, which I believe the Demo uh, Republicans don't do. So you have this opening where, where um, Democrats can get together and vote from overseas so you can see how many people vote. And we're actually part of, like another state in the party, I believe, is the way it's organized. Right. So, because it's like in France, they have a um, you can the French people outside of, of France actually have representation in the French Parliament. So you have, and it's not very many; it's probably five or six. But but they they're issued at least you have somebody who's representing you within your within the government of your your home country. Mm -hmm. So in, in you know America, that's not at all the case. But within Democrats abroad, at least you have that possibility. Um, that you can actually influence, uh, you have, and you have, we have, uh, we can have delegates to go to the convention too, to vote for the president, the nominee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of this. It's quite, quite interesting. In fact, I was, I think I was listening while that was going on in the last election. Uh, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm right. I was listening. The, uh, the Democrats were supported Bernie Sanders, didn't they? I think they did, yeah. I think that I think they they did, um, and I heard him speak too. I mean, he, when I heard him, the one I think it was 2016 when I heard him. When I, I I either heard the either live or it was it was the feed, of course. And he, you know, he said, at least in theory, he said that he supported um, RBT. I don't know about fact. I don't know if that ever came up, but he said he supported RBT. So yeah, so. Part of the problem is that um, the language citizenship taxation doesn't really mean very much. And, and you know, yeah. I think it should be redefined that what citizenship taxation really is, is taxation based mostly on circumstances of birth. Yeah. Well, yeah. And residency based taxation is taxation based mostly on circumstances of life, right? So yeah, the real yeah. question is not. RBT versus CBT. I think it's almost a meaningless question. I think the question is, should people be taxed based on where they live and how they live, or should they be taxed based on where they were born and who they are from a nationality perspective? And you put it that yeah. way, and I think the answer is pretty clear, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But you put it in the, in the language of this other stuff, you know, and uh, it, it it's hard to even know what the question is, because you know, so many people uh, correlate citizenship with residency, particularly Americans, interestingly. You know, yeah. isn't a citizen a resident, you know? Or isn't a resident a citizen? A citizen I yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, well, I don't know, because in America, you, you do move from state to state. So you're a resident of one state and not the other. So I don't know. It's confusing. I, 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 you know, it's confusing. And I think that uh, the whole discussion would probably be helped by 
describing these things more in terms of what they mean rather than you know what the labels are but yeah that would be nice you know that would be nice that would that would really be nice if we actually talked about what you know not you know not democrat republican libertarian or conservative liberal progressive but what does that actually mean sure what, what are we rbt cbt what is what are those what yeah. do those mean actually yeah well i you know, I, I know we're, you're running out of time here, so I want yeah. to congratulate you and thank you for this strong principle. And obviously, thank I think you very much. Stand that you're taking on this, and I never wish people luck because luck is <laughs> people don't want to do any work. But I wish you the energy and the focus and all those things in life that make a difference. And, and thank you very much. Thank you very much. Good, right. good um, to talk with you. Yeah, no, it's been great fun and meaningful. And uh, maybe I, I'd like to give you the opportunity to give a bit of a campaign speech here, or how people get in touch with you, or any of that stuff that you'd like to do. Well, they can look at my statement at jeffsteiner.com. and that's where I have my I have my my statement what I stand for. I have also have links. Anyone can um, any Americans in France can join Democrats abroad and vote. They have until March thirtieth to to join and then they can vote in the election it's on it's online there will be a general meeting on april 1st but people can vote online that's what i did i already voted online so they can do that if they want they can join and then there's a they can take and fill out it's very simple to fill out the form and vote great stuff and they can find you where i did namely on twitter i think you're twitter on twitter Jeff Steiner, right? Jeff Steiner. Yeah, it's, it's pretty basic. Cool, <laughs> cool. I, got, I got in early enough. I got in early enough, and I had so I had a couple other. One time I had another Jeff Steiner who was running for office like 10, 15 years ago. And everybody kept on going to my website and said his, and I put a little link. I put a little link. You can go here. I think that's fine. But no, I got in lucky, yeah. Well, you yeah, you've had the Twitter handle, I guess, for a while, and absolutely, it's, it's hard yeah, to get over to Twitter handle. Yeah, nowadays, wow. Now it's no, I don't know. We we'll see what Twitter is going to be around or not. <laughs> we'll, we'll, see well that's true too. You never know. You never know. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Well, listen. Thank you very, very much, and uh, I look forward to to uh, the result of thank this. you keeping up with you. So I gather I can keep up with you on this on Twitter and. You know, yeah. I'd like to uh, invite you for uh, a part two after the election. You know, when okay, we'll see how it goes. Well, <laughs> however it goes, win, lose, or draw. I think it's win, lose, or draw. All right, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Jeff. And All right. have a good rest of your day. I will. You too. Thanks.